Don't be like John. Don't go down in history as the font police when there are so many more significant things you could be known for. Hey, it's Julie, and welcome to the Corporate Yogi Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about an important mindset shift that you will undergo as a leader. We often think about all of the skills that you need to develop as a leader and how to be inspirational, how to be a vision caster, and what you need to do logistically with your team to keep them engaged and keep them happy. However, this one aspect of your leadership mindset is critical. And most leaders, they skip right over this and they don't even think about it. I'm talking about your leadership legacy. And that is exactly what we're going to focus on today. So here's a look at what you're gonna learn today. First, I'm going to explain exactly what leadership legacy is. In the second segment, I will explain why it's so important In the third segment, I'll explain the four-step process to create it. And then in the last segment, I will share key tips for maintaining a powerful leadership legacy. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? As I said in the intro, your leadership legacy is perhaps the most important mindset shift you need to make. Yet most people don't spend any time thinking about it at all, or they misinterpret what it really means. When I say leadership legacy, I'm talking about your impact. What is your impact on others as a leader? Here's a definition. Your leadership legacy is the culmination of every single interaction you have with others. You see, most people make the mistake of thinking that legacy is what we leave behind after we're gone, how people will remember us, what will be dedicated to us after we're gone, maybe a park bench, maybe a hospital wing, maybe a scholarship or a bursary. Or you might think that legacy is how many people are going to attend your funeral to pay tribute to you. What will your obituary in the paper say? You know, a few years ago, when we had my father's funeral, the church was packed, and the immense staff told us that they had never seen so many people at a funeral there before. My dad had impacted a lot of people over the years. He had, in addition to his full-time job, he also had a band on the side, that they played at weddings on the weekends, anniversaries, and other special events. So he had a big effect on a lot of people, and he was tied to their significant milestones and family memories. So his music and his winemaking and the fact that he lived his whole life in this one small town where he was born, these all add up to being his legacy. And all these traditional aspects, these ways that we think of legacy, these are all 100% absolutely your legacy. However, this is only one small piece of your leadership legacy. We have to understand that it's so much more than how we will be remembered. 
It's about how we make people feel. It's about what we teach them. It's about how we treat them in each and every interaction that we have. Your leadership legacy is the culmination of every single interaction you have with others. The truth is, whether you are thinking about your leadership legacy or not, you are impacting people through every single interaction. So you might as well get really conscious and intentional about how you impact them. Here's a little story to show you what I mean. Early on in my career, I had a VP that I worked for who was really, really a great guy. He was a great leader, and he had a really strong leadership legacy, but accidentally. So let's call him John. Now, John was really intelligent, really strategic. He had a lot of great ideas, but that's not what he became known for. Oh, no. He became known as the font police. Yes, the font police, who wouldn't allow anyone to use the font Comic Sans MS. Was it intentional? No. But was it real and sticky? Oh, yeah, it was. And it all happened so innocently. Someone just randomly created a sign in the office using the font Comic Sans MS. And John saw it and he made some passing comment about, hey, not liking that font because it was just not very professional. Well, that comment turned into an official office edict and someone passed the story along that started out as, John doesn't really like that font. Then next time it was told, John has banned that font. You're not allowed to use it. And then it turned into, well, if you use that font and John catches you, you'll get fired. And so it was. John became the font police as the head of marketing. That was his leadership legacy. So the moral of the story, if you're not intentional about what you want your leadership legacy to be, then it will be created for you and likely about something that you don't even want it to be. Don't be like John. Don't go down in history as the font police when there's so many more things that you could be known for. You have a massive opportunity every single day, every single interaction that you have with others. Who do you choose to be? What kind of impact do you choose to have? You know, when we start to think about legacy in this way, It really helps us to understand and boost our confidence to realize exactly how powerful we really are. A CEO that I coached once articulated this really well to me. He said that because of his role, people just naturally look to him for reassurance about the company, about how they were doing, and not just informal meetings or emails that he sent out. Those are the, you know, what we think of the intentional teachable moments. It was all the time, everything he did, everything he said, everything he wore, everything he reacted to. He said, the moment that I step off the elevator in the morning, I am on and people are looking to me for data and information. You know, sometimes we mistakenly think that people only learn from us during the teachable moments, right? When we are on, when we're ready, when we want them to learn from us, but... The truth is, they're learning from us 
all the time. Now, I want to share a story of someone's leadership legacy and the impact that it had on me. Now, this was a leader I had a really long time ago in the beginning of my career. And in the short time that I worked for him, he had a massive impact on me. And his actions and his impact on me still resonates with me today. I feel like it's one of the first times ever in my career or probably in my life where I had someone who really made the effort to appreciate, to value me. He did a lot of things to stand up for me and to support and promote my work, but today I'm going to share just one simple thing that he did. So it happened at our annual shareholder meeting. And he made the effort to introduce me to as many of the attendees as possible. It was my first time at the AGM. And he introduced me to a lot of investors, as many as possible. And it may have seemed like a little thing for me, but it was massive because I had so much to learn. I'd only heard about how this all happened and how it went down or read about it in books or stories. And it wasn't just what he did. It was how he did it. I remember he would introduce me and he would say, have you met Julie Zuzak? She's handling all our corporate communications and she helped us complete the annual report. And he would step to the side, extend his two arms and motion with his hands to present me to said investor so that I could shake their hands and start a conversation. Now, to be honest, I remember feeling a little bit embarrassed in that moment. And I remember my saboteur clearly just going over time with a voice sparking up to say, why is he making such a big deal about you? I don't get it. I remember feeling a little awkward, but really it wasn't just awkward. It was just that it was new for me. I had never in all my years of working had someone treat me like that and make me feel special and important, like I mattered, like I was a contributor, like I was significant. It was a small thing, but for me, it was massive. I will never, ever forget how he made me feel that day. And for all the time that I worked with him, he did many other things like this. Now, this is something I not only carry as a memory of how he impacted me, But I carry this as the importance of knowing how easy it is to make someone else feel seen and heard. It doesn't matter how senior they are or how junior they are. It doesn't matter what their title is. But introducing them like that makes them feel important and significant. Now, this is one of the main reasons why I love introducing people to Leadership Legacy. So often leaders come to me and they want to know, how do I get my team to work harder? How do I get them to care more, to be more engaged? And the instant association that we often make is, well, I need to just pay them more or incent them more or give them more perks. What can we give them? A bonus? Uh, A gift card? And yeah, you know, money can seem like an enticing and powerful motivator, but it is not the most important motivator. The London School of Economics did a study to prove that money isn't actually the number one motivator. And in some instances, money can actually demotivate people. What? Really, seriously, money can actually demotivate people. 
the key to really reaching an employee, to really get them motivated, is to make them feel seen and heard, to make them feel valued and appreciated. You have to access their emotions and make them feel special. This is why almost 20 years later, I remember this incident at the AGM when my boss introduced me to a bunch of powerful people and made me feel special. I will never forget how he made me feel that day. And more importantly, I will never forget that I easily have access to that kind of power to make people feel special, valued, and appreciated. That is the impact of Leadership Legacy. So now that you understand exactly how important it is to have a powerful leadership legacy, I want to share my four-step process to create one. When I do this process with clients, we usually do it over a couple of sessions to make sure that they really have clarity over what they're accomplishing, and then I walk them through a series of questions and give them some tools to be more reflective. So I'm going to share the overview of these four steps with you right now. Okay, step number one, recognize who has impacted you and how they've impacted you. So this is where we look to the past to see which leaders and what actions have impacted you. Now, this might be a boss, a coach, a friend, a family member, a mentor. It's typically someone who is older and wiser than you, although it doesn't have to be. And what we do is we reflect on what they did to teach you and how their leadership is alive and well within you today. This could be as simple as a technique for how you run meetings. It could be how they helped you be a more engaging public speaker. Or it could be something social like taking you for lunch on your anniversary every year. These positive actions, these traditions, these values are alive within you today because of how you were impacted by this leader. Step number two, know who you are and who you want to grow into. The process of leadership legacy is not about cherry-picking leadership traits from the uber-successful. It's common practice for people to tell me they want to be a leader just like Steve Jobs, just like Elon Musk. Well, I'm not going to argue that both of these gentlemen have had a massive impact in the business community through their innovation, They both have over-indexed on what I call external success. And from my understanding, they both lack internal success, fulfillment, and balance. So rather than aspiring to be like people that you don't know, I would prefer that you stick with the up-close and personal leaders who have actually taught you personal and real lessons based on your regular interactions with them. Step number three, get clear on how you want to impact people. When creating your leadership legacy, you don't want to be all things to all people. Think of it as creating a brand. You want to be known for something specifically and go one inch wide and one mile deep. In marketing, we often say, when you try to reach everyone, you reach no one. So be clear on what aspects of your leadership you want people to remember you for. Is it innovative ideas? Is it being inclusive, being strategic, 
being a truth teller, taking big risks, admitting when you're wrong, or is it giving tough feedback? Step four, be consistent in how you show up. Once you have clarity on how you want to impact people, then it's time to be consistent and deliver on that commitment over and over and over again. We often define a brand as the expectation of an experience. And that's really what you're doing with your leadership legacy. You are a personal brand and you're delivering a consistent experience. It's like that saying, people may forget what you said, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Okay, let's recap those four steps to create your leadership legacy. One, recognize who has impacted you and how they've impacted you. Two, know who you are and who you want to grow into. Three, get clear on how you want to impact people. Four, be consistent in how you show up. Now, I want to share a few tips for maintaining a powerful leadership legacy. I have three tips for you. Here we go. Number one, remember that every interaction is an opportunity to deliver and strengthen your leadership legacy. Every conversation, every presentation, every piece of feedback you deliver, every meeting, every email, huh, no pressure, right? You are constantly impacting people and teaching them. So be high integrity. Be intentional about what you want to teach. Don't turn into the font police by default because you didn't take time to think about what you wanted to be remembered for. Tip number two, regularly gauge and measure your impact on others. Don't make assumptions about how you are impacting others. Get feedback from people on what type of impact you actually are having. And don't just wait for exit interviews when people leave the company because, frankly, that is too late. Do it as an ongoing basis and make sure that you're constantly looking to measure your impact on others. And tip number three, acknowledge and thank others for their leadership legacy. So often we make the mistake of thinking that people who are older than us more experienced or maybe more senior than us, have life all figured out, and they don't need to receive our appreciation or our acknowledgement. Wrong, 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 wrong. Have you heard that saying, it's lonely at the top? Well, this is one of the reasons why it is, because people just assume that you have it all figured out, that you no longer struggle with self-doubt or with criticism. I am here to remind you that everyone, no matter how senior they are, struggles with saboteurs at every point of their career. As we say, another level, another devil. So the best way to keep your leadership legacy top of mind is to remember who has impacted you in the past and thank them for what they've taught you. Remind them of how their leadership is alive and thriving inside of you today. Now, this can be just a short and sweet email as a thank you, or it could be sending them a gift or taking them for lunch. Just remember, don't tack on the thank you at the end of a different communication or exchange. Really initiate the communication 
solely for the purpose of thanking them and acknowledging them. Don't ask for anything in return. Trust me, they will be so glad that you did and so will you. Okay, so let's recap those three tips that you just learned to build out your leadership legacy. One, remember that every interaction is an opportunity to deliver and strengthen your leadership legacy. Two, gauge and measure your impact on others regularly. Ask for feedback. And three, acknowledge and thank others for their leadership legacy regularly. Okay, it's time to start wrapping up this episode on leadership legacy. Remember that your leadership legacy is the culmination of every single interaction that you have with others. Don't leave it to chance and become the font police. Be intentional about it and make sure you are remembered for something significant. I hope you enjoyed learning about your leadership legacy today and that you invest in learning about your own. I would love to hear from you and also I'd love your help to extend my legacy and share this episode with a colleague who would benefit from creating their leadership legacy. Or you could use it as a chance to thank someone for their incredible impact that they've had on you over the years. And if you'd like to chat with me about creating your leadership legacy, you can contact or book a consult with me on my website or find out more about my one-on-one coaching, head over to thecorporateyogi.com. Ooh, and stay tuned in December for details in the next episode on how you can access my annual goal setting program. This will help you to set goals for the coming year. Yes, it is that time of the year already to start thinking about 2022. Thanks for tuning in today and for continuing to support this amazing podcast. I really do appreciate you. And I hope you take time to establish your leadership legacy because like it or not, you are having a massive impact on people each and every day. Let's make sure that your legacy reflects your true potential and your actual greatness.